Welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast. My name is Caitlin and I'm on the clinical team here at the Scheduling Institute and I'm also your host for today. I'm so excited about this episode because we're going to be hearing from two of our clinical marketers here at SI, April and Rose, who I actually get to work really close with. And they're going to be discussing some different tips that they have for marketing in the dental practice. So since they have so much great information to share with us, what we're going to do is split this episode up into two different parts. So in a couple of weeks, we'll play part two. So let's have a listen. Welcome back to the Results Driven Hygiene Podcast. This is a really exciting day. One, I'm back. I love doing these podcasts. I'm April Sharp. But the really exciting part is we have a first timer, Miss Rose Sanders. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm Rose. Um, I am one of our marketers here for Results Driven Hygiene, and I'm really excited to do this. And yeah, it's my first time. Yeah, so welcome. I, I know it's your first time, but hopefully it won't be your last time because marketing is one of the how do I say this? It's the, one of the biggest topics that uh, doctors are always bringing up, but it's also one of the most intimidating topics that mm-hmm. uh, people just don't know what to do or how to be different. Uh, but where it's, to start? Yeah, where to start? Mm-hmm. And it's like you'll probably be back because there's no way we can cover all your marketing in 15 minutes. No, definitely not. (laughs) So what we want to do with this podcast is just kind of give you a really high overview. A lot of our listeners are hygienists, and as you know, um, most hygienists don't do their own marketing. So we don't want to go into, you know, details that they specifically need to do, but we would like them to be educated so they can go back to whoever does the marketing. Uh, Sometimes you have a marketing director for your practice, but then other times you just have the front desk is doing it, or maybe a hygienist does it part-time, or their doctor even does uh, the marketing. But you need to be, all hygienists need to be educated on what it is, be inspired by it, and bring ideas to the table so that way their chairs are filled. Yeah, just because they are not technically a marketer doesn't mean they can't come up with some really great ideas. And Yeah, that's a great point because I'm a hygienist and I've been doing marketing for the Scheduling Institute for over five years now mm-hmm. and yeah. also trained you. Yeah, you trained me and my background originally was not marketing either and now I've been doing it for about three years and the more you do it, you know, the better you get at it and the more you can brainstorm with your coworkers, yeah. ideas will just start flowing. Yeah, I always say if you're a buyer, then you're a marketer because all marketing is is to educate them on why they should buy your product and to inspire them to buy your product and if you put yourself in their shoes of you are the buyer then you can do marketing Mm -hmm. it's really easy but we're going to cover some like really high level things that you need to be thinking about when you're doing your marketing so let's start off with kind of the inspiration. So I I always tell you, and we do kind of our worst work sometimes when it's just me and you, and we don't really collaborate with other people. We get kind of stuck in a silo because we have a due date, something needs to go out the door. Mm -hmm. We get together, put it on paper, and we don't really get any feedback from it. Yep, we and we kind of get stuck in, uh, you know, like you said, trying to get it out the door. So a lot of our stuff might start to sound the same or look the same. So it's really important to get with other people and get feedback and yeah. collaborate with them. Yeah, and collaboration is one of our kind of like core values around here because it's not just marketing, it's really everything 
bringing people in and getting feedback. But those are when ideas start flowing is when you even like, it doesn't even have to be people in the office, like show your piece to your husband, like show it to your family members, like get ideas, like what would make you come into an office, like getting like surveying other people, because that's where you're going to start brainstorming more. Yeah. And before I started on the marketing team, all of the mail I would get and, you know, junk mail, what you call it, I would just kind of throw it away and not look at it really but now everything I get in the mail at home or at work um, you know it makes you look twice at it and pull out the stuff that that stands out that you like and think about how you can flip it to work for you and what you're trying to market yeah because I get I can't even tell you like a thousand emails a day I might be exaggerating but it's at least (laughs) 250 emails a day it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and anytime I click on the 250 instead of hitting the little trash can icon and it's like delete 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 and if I click on it my mind now goes what just made me click on that like Mm -hmm. what was the subject line why did that work and how can I kind of swipe that and put it into our own marketing Mm -hmm. same thing like you get a bunch of junk mail what makes you actually open that junk mail instead of just tossing it and throwing it in the recycling bin so uh, really working with others and using swipe that's what we call swipe is like your inspiration pieces that you're um, what did I, Jay once told me that nothing ever comes from a blank piece of paper. That's what I was going to say. Never start from scratch, really. Or it's yeah. never an original idea. Yeah. Like, the, the best things, like, most people are just building on what something is good, and they're just making it better, mm-hmm. too. And I will say, on that note, our kind of second tip for you is it's got to be different. Yeah. Like, especially in dentistry, it's ridiculous how generic the pieces that we see are. And if you just think about your own mailbox, how many dental postcards have you gotten in your mailbox? Oh, I I can't even tell you a number, but, and then I immediately just think a big smile and Mm -hmm. teeth and it's always- Stock photos. Yeah, it's always just, I've gotten say hundreds of marketing pieces from dental offices, but I don't know, they all look the exact same. So you need one that's gonna, stand out and maybe not even necessarily look like a marketing piece for a dental office. Yeah, Yeah, because, I'm not kidding, we've lined these up in some of our marketing director boot camps that we've had um, clients out to, and they will line all theirs up, and it looks like they follow the same template. It's a stock photo on the right, a coupon on the left, you flip it over, the map's on the left, then the... It's like they Googled marketing ideas and all went with the very first (laughs) one on Google. Yeah, and it's (laughs) always like, come meet our family, or a smile is something that you should... Like, it's some kind of cheesy line (laughs) to it. And that's what is going to make you kind of like you have to compete in price now Mm -hmm. like instead of offering something that's completely different they're never going to even give you a chance because they think that you're the same office down the street and so they're going to go with the lowest coupon that Mm -hmm. they find on or one that has like a whitening that's involved with it and there's nothing wrong with having an introductory price or offering free whitening when they come in you want to do those things but you just can't put them in a way that looks the same across the board Mm -hmm. so don't Work alone. Yes, don't ever work alone. Make it different. Mm -hmm. 
Like, what's gonna make you pick that postcard, even if it's 10 miles further than the other postcard, that's what's gonna bring you in. And then think about, like, don't do it in a postcard form, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, think of different ways that you can uh, be sending it, a shiny envelope. Yeah, and think about what, maybe something you can send with it that we call a bulky mailer, so it kind of stands out in their stack of mail that, you know, a stress reliever, something mm-hmm. that they can, tangible item. Yeah, because statistics have shown if there's something in the envelope that they can tell there's something tangible in the envelope, they don't throw it away. No. There's like a, a, I think it's like a 94% open rate when there's something in the envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some offices might say, well, that's just too expensive to do, but that's because you're doing so much bulk mailing of these like generic postcards. That's where list segmentation comes into place like don't just send it to everyone like start knowing who your audience is yeah be strategic with what you're sending to who Mm -hmm. like in the five mile radius I'd spend more money on those people because you want to you know really wow them and they're more likely to come to you if you are closer Mm -hmm. and so spend more money on that radius of those bulky mailers know your females from your mails know their age range you know who your referrals are definitely yeah so it's knowing your audience like even when you get the um there's so much information that you can kind of purchase out there now you can even know their like salary demographic Mm -hmm. like are these people who make 150,000 more then let's put some more cosmetic marketing in there because these are people that will you know could possibly or want to invest in the more expensive and know if they have kids kids Mm -hmm. like if I can go to I have two kids and my schedule is all over the place. You know this, right? It's always something with kids. We got lacrosse this day. Kids. We got a luau at school this day. We got, you know. And so if I can just knock this out. You're looking for convenience. Yeah. So when you know someone has kids, maybe that's something you focus on in your marketing pieces. Yeah. Bring both the kids in the same day, same time, yeah. appointments. But as, also as a parent, I don't want them to go to a stuffy office that they're going to get scared at because they're yeah. four and six. So, mm-hmm. you know, the pediatric offices entice me because it's fun it's bright it's you know clean it's not going to scare them but at the same time I don't want to do that like separate I want to you know for them to come with me so if that's something that you offer is an open inviting to kids environment but plus C you know that's not your specialty is pediatric then you need to say that in your marketing Mm -hmm. you know like get the message out we know your life is stressful like show the picture of the mom it's four kids hanging off yeah. over and she's got vomit on her shirt or whatever <laughs> it may be. Like, get that picture. Stop using those stock photos and yes. make sure that we always say uh, message to market match. Like, make sure your messaging is matching your marketing to the audience that you want. So get all your, like, segment your list to find females with kids under the age of 10 mm-hmm. and then put that, because I can guarantee you their life is hectic. And so yes. if they see that picture, they're going to respond to it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like, Mm-mm. don't overthink it. When you're sending out your pieces, just think, who these people are, what they need, and what picture would grab their attention to the audience that you're trying to capture 
what would you go for yeah. to get that? And your headline, like that tagline that's beside the picture is mm -hmm. one of the most important things because if they, it's almost like a subject line for an email. If you can't get their attention with a one-liner, then they're not gonna read the rest of your piece. Yeah, you might have a really great offer in there, but they'll miss it if the headline didn't catch their attention. Yeah, and it's, Jay told me this, and I think it's great advice, is that you want your marketing piece to be a fifth grader can understand what it's saying and what you want them to do, what we call the call to action, the CTA, mm -hmm. right? So it's great. Go and find a fifth grader, <laughs> put your marketing piece, say, read this, now tell me what you just got out of it, yeah, right? I mean, I'm sure some of you have kids, so show yeah. the piece to your kid and ask them, what what is this saying? Yeah. Like, it'd be really actually entertaining to well, hear what they yeah. say. <laughs> like, what should I do after reading this? Yeah. What, do you, what do you think I should do now? So mm -hmm. um, we complicate too much, with, especially in the dentistry field, I'm a high Hygienist, and I even did this as a hygienist. Is like I would use the you know really um, hard professional jargon and the the lingo and the language, our kind of dental language, to make me sound really smart. That I knew that I was the authority of it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they didn't get it. You need to talk layman's terms, right? So yeah. same thing with your marketing. Don't make it sound too complicated. Yeah. Like, Really easy. Come in. Mm -hmm. We'll do this. Yeah. You get this. Mm -hmm. Call now. <laughs> I mean, and most people have it in the back of their mind, like, oh, I need to make that appointment. I need to get to the dentist. So if they get that piece in the mail, that could be what, you know, is the little push that they need to schedule. So yeah. Even a map, like, on the back could even complicate things. Like, yeah. they can be like, like I don't ooh. know where this is, or, oh, that's in that intersection of so-and-so. Like That's way too far for me, or maybe they're somewhere closer. Don't yeah. even, don't put up those barriers. Yeah, even putting your um, hours, especially if you have complicated hours, like Tuesdays and Wednesdays to 7, but mm -hmm. on Wednesdays we close at 4. Like, that can even, like, say you have flexible hours mm -hmm. instead of showing the hours that could, you know, complicate it. Yes. You know, like, uh, you know, we have flexible hours, even evening hours. Mm -hmm. If you stay open till 7, don't say open till 7, say evening hours. Yeah, just get them to call. They yeah. And then your front desk can handle it from there. Yeah, and remember, that's all marketing does. Marketing is a seed placement mm -hmm. it holds that kind of like I need to do this I need to do this so that way when they're actually at the moment they can do it they remember you over everyone else so uh, it's kind of like Cheerios like when you watch a commercial and Cheerios pops on and that little honeybee starts flying around <laughs> they're not expecting you to oh, gotta get my car right now and go to Target and get some Cheerios. Yeah. It's really a placement holder, so that way when you're in Target next time oh, and you yeah. see the Cheerios, you remember you kind of reenact the emotion that you had when you saw that commercial. Your stomach starts growling, you grab the dang Cheerios, right? <laughs> I really actually don't like Cheerios. It's not my favorite cereal, but... Yeah, I mean, I have to go to the grocery store tonight and get <laughs> Cheerios. I do think cereal should be a food group, though. Like, maybe not Cheerios. You know what Cheerios is really good for? It's like the fluff, like when you want to put it in. Of, like, I like mixing my cereal. I, see, I think it's really good with a banana chopped up in Oh, it. that is good. That's then good. the honey really comes out. Yeah, I think we have to differentiate. Are we talking about Cheerios, like what you give your babies? Or are we talking about the honey nuts? <laughs> honey nuts. Yeah. Yes. Like the other stuff, that's just cardboard. <laughs> I just picture that in like a little plastic baggie, that a kid in a car seat eating it and getting it all oh, over your all car. Oh, all over the place. That's why I do not allow my kids to eat my car because I just refuse to have 
on that picture. Yeah, yeah. But it, it comes back to it's a placement holder, yes. right? We just spent like a good like sixty seconds mm -hmm. talking about Cheerios. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the placement holder, it's also a call to action. So we don't expect every marketing piece to get them to pick up the phone, but that's what marketing is. Hold it or do something right now. All right, so like April said, even if you're not a marketer in your practice, it's still important for you to be educated on the ins and outs of what marketing is because ultimately this is what's gonna keep patients coming in the door and keep your schedules full. So that's all we have for today. Make sure you join us in a couple weeks for part two of this episode. And as always, we want to hear from you guys. So you can submit any topics that you'd like to hear from our team by going to hygieneprofitleaders.com. We'll see you next time.